Ladies and gentlemen, get on your feet. Put your hands together, because it's time to march through madness! And now, hailing from Mayfield, Kentucky, standing at five foot nine, he has a six and a half inch vertical and plays second place in a state bowling tournament at the age of 16. Here he is, make some noise for Pastor David Debo Morris. Welcome to Church Unlimited. We are so excited that you are here. Is anybody like me over the last four days been doing a lot of screaming at your television for March Madness? Am I the only one? All right, I'm the only one, that's okay. Well, here's what I know. I know that across the country, people are shouting at TVs. I know that people are, are not doing their jobs. They're in their office, you know, on their phones, watching basketball games. And I thought, if we can get that excited about a basketball tournament, how excited can we get about hearing the truth of God's word today? Anybody excited with me? Cool, so here's what I'm gonna have you do. I'm gonna have you stand up on your feet. I know we've been standing and sitting a lot, but my friends are gonna come. We actually have some prizes for you today. We're gonna get so excited, a little bit rowdy to hear God's word today. So I need you to start clapping, yelling. Let's get excited. Oh, there we go. Heads up back there in the back. Be careful. Oh, wow, watch out. All the way back in the back, there you go. Can we give it up for our incredible worship team? All right, you can go ahead and take your seat now. I'm gonna do my best to not have you stand up anymore. Thank you guys for participating. I just thought, man, we can get excited. I've been screaming at my TV because I'm a Kentucky fan. And when I say I'm a Kentucky fan, I'm not like a casual fan. Um, I am a Kentucky fan. From the time I can remember walking, I was yelling at TVs with my family surrounded. Those are some of my first childhood memories, watching Kentucky basketball on TV, shouting. I also remember being about seven or eight years old and I had a dear friend in first and second grade, his name was Josh. And what Josh and I would do is we would copy the bracket onto paper ourselves and then we would go out on the driveway and we would play one-on-one -on -one to see who would win the NCAA tournament. We played all the games. So we, we narrowed it down from 64 all the way down to the final four and we would play the games one-on-one. -on -one. And, and, and just last night, don't tell my wife, I don't know where she is, but last night Kentucky was playing and it was towards the end of the game, right when I was getting ready to, to preach to our Saturday night crowd. So she took my phone away because she could see that I was getting a little bit nervous, a little bit anxious. She took my phone away, she walked away, and then I, I joked with Pastor Zach, I was like, she doesn't know that I still have my iPad. So I looked at my iPad to see the score right before I came out here to preach. I am a basketball fan. In fact, I was gonna show you guys some of my moves, but my jeans are a little skinny, so I don't think I'm gonna try it. I don't wanna hurt myself. Um, but today we are continuing in our series, March Through Madness. Today's message is called Make Your Move. Before we dive into our message though, let's say um, our mission statement all together. What are we here to do? We are here to take as many people to heaven as we can before we die, period. That's what we're about here at Church Unlimited. Thank you for being a part of all that God is doing here. Thank you for being a part of our services this weekend. Once again, the series is March Through Madness. The message is make your move. And we're gonna be talking about going for a triple-double. Now, some, some of you in the room may not know what that means. Here's what it means, it's really simple. It means that in three categories of statistics, you get double-digit figures. That means you could get 10 points, 10 rebounds, 10 blocks, 10 assists. In my case, in high school, 10 turnovers, whatever the case may be, <laughs> going for the triple-double today. But the reason that's important 
is because anybody who gets a triple-double is not just a specialist. They're not just shooting three-pointers, but they're getting rebounds, they're getting steals, they're getting blocks. And I believe wholeheartedly that God wants us to make an impact in many ways, not just at our church, but in our jobs, in our families, as parents, I believe God wants us to be well-rounded and to make an impact, to have influence in several different ways. So today we're gonna be talking about going for the triple-double. We're gonna talk about five different categories where we can grow, where we can be at our absolute best because that's who God created us to be. So today we're gonna talk about five different ways that we can continue uh, to be at our best to make our move as followers of Jesus. You guys ready? All right, this is interactive, okay? I come from a different kind of church background than Church Unlimited where people responded. So if I ask a question, it's not rhetorical. I need you to respond, all right? I said, are we ready? Yeah. All right. And my voice cracked really high right there. It's so the first category. If you are taking notes and you should be in your notes is blocks. Write this down. Block a bad habit, sin, or wrong relationship before it destroys you. The Bible says in Colossians chapter three, put to death therefore whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. And we're coming into a season, we're gonna be celebrating the fact that Christ went to the cross for our sins. We're gonna be celebrating the fact that he was raised from the dead and I'm kind of introspective and reflective and I'm looking at areas of my life. God, where am I? experiencing things that are keeping me from being my absolute best for you. And I wanna encourage you to do the same. What are some things in our lives right now that are keeping us from being at our best for God? See, the truth is it can be sin. It can be a bad habit. It can be some kind of addiction that we've had for a really, really long time. It can be a relationship that is broken. I don't know what it may be for you. But I wanna take a moment and really discover, lean into this because the truth is today, we have the opportunity to put those things to death, to block those things because the truth is, if we continue to allow these things in our lives, they can cause serious harm, even sometimes destroy us completely. What I wanna encourage you with this thought, and Paul was writing to the church, urging them, make sure you don't allow any of these things to creep into your lives because the truth is, if, if we allow them it sucks the life out of everything. It takes our joy, it takes our freedom, and a lot of times it breaks relationships. Here's what I know, when I was 18 years old, I made, I made the decision to give my life wholeheartedly to Christ. But there were a group of guys that I had hung out with literally since elementary school, since we were in first, second grade. We, we went to school all the way through high school and we were together and we did some things that I'm not proud of, but we were always together. The moment I made that decision to give my life to Christ, I remember we were hanging out at, at our friend's house that we always hung out, and there was 20 of us, 25 guys, and we, everybody was drinking and doing all kinds of stuff. That, and I thought to myself, I cannot pursue Christ wholeheartedly. I can't give my life completely to God if I continue to hang out with this group of guys. Now don't hear me saying if you're a Christian that you can't have friends who aren't Christians, but what I'm saying is for me, in that moment, I knew that if I was gonna do the things God was calling me to do, and if I was gonna live the life God was calling me to live, that I was gonna have to lay down that group of people. 
You see, God is trying to take you somewhere. He's trying to take me somewhere. And the truth is, the places he wants to take us, some of our old relationships, some of our old habits, some of our old addictions, they simply cannot go with us. What is it that we need to block? Let's block all those things so that we can experience God's absolute best for us. The second point, if you're taking notes, I wanna talk about getting rebounds. It's not a glorified stat in basketball because it's hard work, it takes a lot of effort, but the truth is we have the opportunity to rebound. Here's what I want you to write down. Take responsibility for your misses and shoot again. You see, the truth is everybody misses shots. The greatest players that have ever laced up sneakers and played basketball miss shots, but the, the really, really great ones are not afraid to rebound the basketball and to shoot again. They're not afraid to grab the basketball and take another attempt. They're not gonna allow a previous miss to keep them from taking another shot. I wanna encourage you guys with this simple thought. Don't allow something from your past to keep you from experiencing what God has for you today and in the future. I have a, uh, a son, he's two years old now, and, and we got walking down. You know, he started walking 11 months or a year, something like that, but when he runs, there's still something that rises up in me that says this dude is going to break something. And I don't mean in the house, I mean on his body. He's going to break something if he continues to run at this speed because he doesn't walk anymore. He figured out he knows how to run, so he runs everywhere. And almost inevitably, once a day, running full speed, he will, he'll catch his foot on the rug and he'll smack into something, he will hit the ground hard. And the thing that I do as a dad, every single time this happens, even though it's becoming kind of common, every time he falls to the ground, cries, scraped up, I run to him right here and I get down on one knee just like this. I pick him up, I give him a big hug, I pat him on his rear end and I say, take off running again. Here's what I want to encourage you with tonight, this morning, excuse me. Is that when you fall, no matter what you've gone through, no matter what you've experienced, no matter how you've fallen, no matter what relationship has been broken, there is a God that looks at you the way that I look at my son. And when you fall, he's not looking at you and shaming you. He's not looking at you and saying, you're never gonna do anything great. But instead, I believe that our God runs to us in a similar fashion. And I believe that he dusts us off. And I believe that he pats us on the back. And I believe that he would say, you don't have to look to the thing that happened in your past. But instead, I want you to run full speed. I want you to run wholeheartedly. Rebound your miss and shoot it again. Don't let the things from your past keep you from being the person God is calling you to be. If I would have allowed my past, my family history, the lineage that I came from to dictate what I did in my future and the way that I responded to the call of God in my life, I would still be in, in small town Kentucky, not making a difference, probably doing a job that nobody else wanted to do. But God picked me up in his infinite grace and in his infinite mercy, picked me up, dusted me off, and through Jesus says, you are brand new, you are transformed. Go and live the life that I'm calling you to live. We go into point number three. We're gonna talk about some ways that, that you can make a uh, tremendous impact 
not only at Church Unlimited, but I believe make a tremendous impact for God's kingdom. Because we know the church is not a building, right? The church is you guys. The church is not a place. The church is us. The church is not where we just come and sing songs and have incredible lights and hear a message and sit in really comfy chairs. But the truth is the church is the people. You guys are the church. And so when we talk about these things, I, I, w- I want you to hear that's not a, d- a difference that you can make at Church Unlimited. This is a difference that you can make in the world that God has placed you in. So th- uh, the third point Write this down, assist. We wanna talk about helping your church location and I believe helping out the kingdom of God by playing your role. We can look around and see that there are hundreds of volunteers, there are hundreds of people that are doing things, there are organizations in our city, in our communities, there are people that are out there making a difference and it's really easy to look introspectively and be like, I don't really know if I add any value to that. I don't really know if if what I bring can actually make a difference. Here's what I want you to know. Every time you serve, every time you give, every time you invite, every time you bring somebody to sit in these chairs with you, every time you are engaged in what God is doing at our church and beyond, you are a part of making a difference in the kingdom of God. We're not inviting people to come here an incredible worship set, but we invite people here to encounter the presence of God. When you invite, when you give, when you serve, you are a part of seeing people come to know Jesus Christ, you can assist by playing your role. What's uh, so huge for me is to never underestimate that role, never underestimate my move, never underestimate what God can do through a life that is dedicated and submitted to him. Take a look at this short video really quickly. Don't underestimate your move. Those gentlemen saw that a nice young lady was coming out onto the basketball court. They automatically started laughing. They thought that she didn't have anything to bring. But I wonder how many of us would say that we didn't move forward. We didn't take a step of faith. We didn't take a risk because of something that somebody else said about us. I wonder if we failed to attempt something new. I wonder if we've hesitated to share our faith with somebody else. I wonder if we've not taken a risk in a relationship because of a relationship that was broken in the past. I wonder how many times we underestimate what God can do through us because of something somebody else said about us or something that we feel like we encountered in the past. I wanna encourage you today, don't allow anything that the enemy has said, that people have said, or even things that you have experienced to keep you from attempting, to keep you from stepping out in faith and doing the things that God has called you to do. I love that the the, the playing field is level because of the cross of Christ. Today, I I don't know what you've experienced or done or, or something that might be holding you back, but don't underestimate the impact that you can have when you serve, when you invite people to church, when you witness 
and share your faith at your job. Don't underestimate what God can do through your life when you're completely submitted to him. The fourth point that we're gonna talk about, and you can write this down in your notes, is, is we're going to, excuse me, the fourth point is points. We're gonna talk about getting double digits. Write this down, invite double digits to church for Easter. And this, this is such a big deal, and you've been hearing us talk about it for the last couple of weeks, and you heard Pastor Nate mention it a moment ago, and, but in just a couple of weeks, literally tens, uh, around 10,000 folks last year at least, around 10,000 people are gonna walk through our doors. And what I say and believe wholeheartedly is that we are inviting them because we know that we're gonna have a great opportunity for kids and families with Easter egg hunts and, and petting zoos. We know that inside this room that our worship team is going to create an incredible knock it out of the park experience. We know that our pastor, Pastor Bill, is gonna preach a powerful message about the cross and the resurrection of Christ. We know all those things are gonna happen, but here's what I believe wholeheartedly. I believe when people sit in those seats next to you and you invite them and you bring them to church, that they are going to encounter the presence of the living God. And I believe when they encounter the presence of the living God, and I believe this is true because I look in the mirror and I know that it happened in my own life, that when you sit in the presence of God and the grace of God begins to pull at your heart and the Holy Spirit begins to prompt you and urge you, that when people sit in these seats, they're not only going to experience God, but they're gonna experience the life-transforming power of God. And I believe in two weeks, just like every week here at Church Unlimited, that lives are gonna be changed for eternity. And we get to be a part of that. And right now, as you start thinking about it, I know that there are names coming to your mind. It could be your brother-in-law, your cousin, your neighbor, the nice young lady that, that serves you coffee at the place that you stop every single morning. There are people who need to be in those seats to hear that transforming message. And here's what I want you to do. There's 10 blanks right there. Would you take time and write those down? You don't have to do it right now, but get them in your mind, write them down this week. And then on your way out the door today, here's what I wanna encourage you with. There are gonna be stacks of invites. Our incredible door greeters are gonna hand those out. There's five in each stack, make sure you get enough. But let's do something that we've never done and see, just see what God will do when we show up into this room in a couple weeks for Easter. I have challenged our staff. We have about 15 people on our broadcast staff. I have challenged them. We're gonna invite 200 people to church ourselves. Last time we went into the mall, we almost got kicked out by security. I didn't know it was illegal, but we're gonna do whatever it takes. I didn't know inviting someone to something was soliciting, but anyway. We're gonna do whatever it takes because people can encounter Jesus in this room. There's a story in the Bible in Mark chapter two where Jesus was staying at a house and, and people wanted to hear him. People wanted to be healed by him. And the Bible says that the house was so full it literally couldn't fit another person. The Bible also says that outside of the house was so packed. It was like watching a golf tournament when Tiger Woods was in his prime. You literally couldn't even get a peek at Jesus. The place was so packed. But there was a man who was desperate he was a paralytic man and he had four friends, 
The Bible says after they kind of looked around and, and figured out there was no way we're getting through this crowd, they did something crazy. They climbed up on the roof. They dug a hole in the roof. They cut it out. They lowered the paralytic man, and Jesus said, because of your faith, you have been healed. I want us to get a little bit crazy and say, I don't care what it takes to get people to the feet of Jesus. I'm willing to, to drag them to church. I'm willing to cut a hole in the roof. I'm willing to, to step away from the things that are comfortable and, and the things that I normally do and I'm gonna get somebody here, no matter what it takes, I'm gonna drag them to church because I know that in the presence of Jesus, whew, miracles can happen. Yeah. Rob's a good sport. Really, really strong man too. I, I should have picked someone smaller. Let's get so crazy desperate to get people, not to Church Unlimited, but to the feet of Jesus. Because we know there that lives are transformed. Let's invite like crazy. Let's just see what God will do, how God shows up in just a couple weeks. It's reminded of two people, and God put it on my heart, kind of convicted me, truthfully. I go to the same Stripes gas station on my way to work, most days, not every day. I stop at the, the same Stripes gas station almost every time that I get gas or, or on my way home from work and my wife wants a Dr. Pepper. Um, and I see the same two attendants at the register every time. And God convicted me this week because I've invited dozens of people in our community at restaurants and different places to church here, but the two people that I see the most often, I haven't asked them one time or invited them, stopped and prayed for them, invited them to be a part of what God is doing here at Church Unlimited. God convicted me. Let's see a crazy passion. That scripture in Colossians said, take, make the most of every opportunity. And that's my prayers. We invite people like crazy. So we get people here that we make the most of every opportunity and see what God will do. The last category we're gonna talk about, point number five is steals. You can write this down in your notes. We're going to steal back what the enemy has stolen from you. The Bible says in John 10, 10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. The Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 30, then the Lord your God will restore your fortunes and have compassion on you and gather you again from all the nations where he scattered you. The Bible says in Joel, the Lord says, I will give you back what you lost. If you are a fan of basketball, the, the truth is there is nothing more demoralizing than to be dribbling the basketball and to have another man or another woman steal the basketball from you. It leaves you feeling empty inside, like you got punched in the gut. But I believe in this room, just based on the fact that we have so many people here today, the truth is there's some of you in the room who feel like that there's a very real enemy of your soul who has stolen things from you. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's a marriage. Maybe it's your physical health. Maybe you had a loved one who is, was incredibly close to you who has passed on, passed away. Well, the Bible is clear that there's a very real enemy of our souls who hates us, who wants to steal, kill, and destroy. And Jesus made this promise, and I want everybody to hear it today very clearly. Jesus said, but I have come that they may have life abundantly. 
And today, if you are in Christ, yeah, we can clap for that. Today, if you are in Christ, and you are experiencing anything except life and life abundantly, I want you to know today that it is God's promise, it is God's desire for us to live. Some versions of that, that scripture say life to the full. Rich lives, lives in relationships, lives of health, lives of freedom. It doesn't mean perfect lives, but I believe life and life abundantly. In the book of Revelation, Jesus says these words to John. He says, I was dead, but now I am alive forever. And you guys need to hear this today. He says, I hold the keys to hell and the grave. I don't know what hell you've been in. I don't know what grave you've been in if you created it yourself or you feel like there's just been an onslaught of things that have happened and life has just kind of punched you in the face and kicked you while you were down. I don't know what kind of hell or grave you find yourself in today, but I want you to know the enemy doesn't lock you in those places because Jesus himself holds the keys to death, hell, and the grave. And today there is freedom in Christ. You don't have to stay imprisoned. You don't have to stay locked up because our God holds the keys. Today there is freedom in Christ. Would you do me a favor? Would you bow your heads and close your eyes all across the room? I wanna take a moment and pray for us. There are some of you who say, you know what? I've, I gave my life to Christ a long time ago, but I am broken, I'm addicted, I'm hurting, I'm suffering, I'm, I'm struggling, that's okay because we find ourselves in that place. But I wanna pray, and, but I, more importantly, I want you to believe that today when we pray, that our God holds the keys. Those places that are locked up in our lives, those places that are broken in our lives, I believe that the Spirit of God is here to heal, to move in a powerful way. And so I wanna pray for you, Christians who are hurting God right now, just believe by the power of your word, by the truth of your word, that you came that we could have life abundantly. And that's my prayer for every person sitting in the seats today. They would experience your life, your life abundantly. I pray that there would be chains broken. I pray that bondages would be broken. I pray that anybody who is hurting, anybody who is struggling, anybody feels like they have been locked up, that Jesus, because you hold the keys, you would open those, those doors and people would walk out completely transformed, completely free by the power of your spirit today. In Jesus' name, if you keep your heads bowed and eyes closed for one more moment, there may be some of you in this room who would say, I'm not walking with Jesus. I've never given my life completely to Christ. I've never submitted my life to him, asked him to be my Lord and Savior. Here's what I want you to know. The Bible says, if you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that you will be saved. In 2 Corinthians 5 says this, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. Old things have passed, behold, all things have become new. Today, when you make that decision to give your life to Christ, the person you came in as, the, the baggage that you carried in, you don't have to walk out of this room the same. So we're gonna pray out loud and you're gonna repeat after me, but here's what I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask that everyone would repeat after me so nobody feels like they're praying alone. 
But when you pray this prayer and believe it in your heart, the Bible says you will be saved and the Bible says you are a brand new creation. Would everybody repeat after me? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for loving me. I confess my sins to you. I give my life to you. And I know that I am made new. I believe that you died on a cross. And I believe that you were raised from the dead. In Jesus, I believe you are Lord. I give my life to you. In Jesus' name, amen.